0: Welcome, friends and colleagues. Today I would like to pause for a moment and kind of gather the various strands from the past few months and see what we did and where we are going. Our approach of what it tells, not what it says presupposes An overarching theme. There is this story in the Hebrew Bible and, as I've said before, many other embedded narratives that deal with various questions of human existence, ethical questions, advice for running a family, what a man must do, what is woman's role, children's role, how the society must handle different things uh nationhood collectivism individualism how this all need to be balanced the idea of meta story is really very basic and essential to reading any work what is the work all about is it just a description of certain facts or is there a purpose uh Every book has a purpose. Every book has a point of view. So much so, this book, which is clearly a work that attempts to impart something and to tell some story. Now again, that doesn't mean that there is only one story, but it does mean that there is a main story. Within this main story embedded thousands of other points. Uh, For... My listeners who are Christians, there may be some difficulty with this concept, because the Hebrew Bible teaches many things that are different from the New Testament. And we can say New Testament teaches many things that are clearly different from the Hebrew Bible. So it is easier to see the Hebrew Bible as a collection of things, some of which are not relevant to us, some of which are antiquated. And others are rejected. And within which are interspersed. uh, Prefigurations. Of the coming of Jesus. And that's what. The Hebrew Bible is all about. I want to read to you from times.com. A paragraph. Um, Actually it's time.com. And. Here it says like this To anyone to anyone who has grown up in a Christian dominated culture this way the prefiguration way of reading the Old Testament seems simply obvious. It is the natural way of understanding the Bible. What a shock when Christians encounter a Jewish mode of reading the same books. As the Jewish scholar Moshe Goshen Gotstein put it, where Christians see the Bible as a story but God, humanity, and salvation, Jews read it as a being but God, people, and land. I'm going to disagree with this statement in a few minutes. But the story of Adam and Eve is a minor theme, he goes on to say. Much more central is God's call of Abraham to be the father of a great nation and a blessing to the whole world through his obedient following of God's way. He says, I continue to quote, There is no grand narrative in the Hebrew Bible, but more collection of individual stories, sayings, and teachings that together constitute a tissue of instructions on how to live a good life as a Jew. The prophetic books do not come last so as to lead into the New Testament, but follow the Torah as commentary on it. And perhaps we'll talk about the different arrangements of books uh, that the Jews and the Christians have that Underscore this division. The last verse in the Malachi, in the Jewish arrangement of the scripture, and is the last verse of everything, says, remember the law of Moses, remember the Torah of Moses, that is the summation of the biblical collection. It's different in the Christian arrangement. What I said, I will disagree with this why and how, I disagree that it's a collection of individual stories. What I'm going to propose and uh, set forth here is that, yes, that there is an overarching story as well. It's this overarching story that we're going to begin approaching today. We had spoken about chapter 1 and chapter 2. They're very different. They use different names of God. They present a different feel. Number one is grand and cosmic and inspiring. Number two is centered on men and creation from his perspective. We spoke about Rabbi perception based on actually his great grandfather's commentary. The Nitziv and Philo that actually started this trend of seeing Chapter One and Chapter Two as contrasting. Then we spoke about the implications and intimations, or we might use the word foreshadowing, in Chapter One. Last time we spoke about that, and every day there are two things that are created like heaven and earth, like the water above the firmament, the water below the firmament, and so forth. And whenever it's not clear enough, the word created instead of the word made or fashioned is used. The heaven and earth is created. And the day that you kind of lose track that there are two main things being created because there's so many uh, animal forms, etc. We learn about two serpents. The word create is used. And in relation to men, three times in one verse is the word create used. Let me read that verse. It's kind of interesting. Verse 27. And God created... Men in his image, in the image of men, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So is it him? Is it them? Is it singular? Is it plural? There is an intimation here in chapter 1 that men and women are not really so much together. There are one, but they are also independent. Before the woman spoke up, and suggested that men eat from the tree of knowledge. She was created out of him. We'll speak much more about that. You might say out of his side, out of his rib, or out of his back. We'll talk about that. But what is the purpose? Therefore, man should leave his father and his mother, 2.24, and cling to his wife, and they should be one. Again, you have this tension of two and one. So, chapter one and chapter two are really presenting two stories. I'm sorry, the same story. Chapter one shows how everything is both divided and the same. And chapter two shows us how human being is divided and the same. The meta story here in chapter 1 and chapter 2 is how things broke. Now, where they broke exactly, as we just said, you know, is not that clear. There are several points of breakage, and we will speak about how different readers and actually different religions identify the points of breakage differently. I'm going to offer a different perspective than that. Of course, Christianity found the original sin in the eating of the tree of knowledge that transformed man into a sinful creature. There are some points in which Judaism agrees, certainly transformed them into a different creature because the evil inclination was now internal within man. Uh, But the original sin is not a part of the Jewish theology. There was another point of fracture, Cain and Abel, family, was broken as one brother killed another. Then there was another point of fracture. The human society broke apart into warring groups or individuals, causing violence to one another and to the world. There is another point of fracture when Men built a tower, Tower of Babel. There is another point of fracture, creation of nations or formation of nations. Humanity then separated into nations. And finally, there is Abraham. So let's kind of go through this and see what what we have. Let's try to classify and name all these points of fracture. After that, I'd like to show others who think this way. Okay. So, Men and Women Broke Apart. Chapter 2. Solution? Family. Family broke. Cain killed Abel. Solution? Society. The pre-Diluvian, pre-flood, society went horribly horribly bad with violence deceit and oppression solution tower of babel they were very much together so the solution was the totalitarian collectivism that was became a problem rejection of god and humanity rebelling and setting itself on the pedestal of the tower as the new deity. Solution, break it apart, nations. Nations in the sense of healthy nation, nationalism where I love my people but other people are also good. We can learn from each other, we can all work together, sort of like families within a group, within a tribe, so also nations within uh, humankind. It didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, nationalism led to wars, the f- five, four kings against the five. The solution, Abraham, a nation to lead other nations, to be a light to the nations. The story keeps on going, showing how this solution has been sorely tried by the deflections and failures of the leader nation. And from there, we're going to the rest of the Hebrew Bible. Now, when I talk about narratives and stories and underlying themes, I might sound very modern. I might sound like someone who derives his inspiration from modern literature, literary criticism and Derrida and phenomenologists and all these things. But uh, no, I do not. This way of thinking I was first led to by reading the Siporno's introduction to his commentary on the Torah. And I will spend the rest of the time presenting his ideas to you. Siporno was born in 1470 in a, a town near Parma in Italy. He was well-educated talmudically and classically, as all Italian Jews at that time were. They were truly men of Renaissance who were connected to their culture and to the culture of the people that surrounded them. He was a physician, successful one. He tutored, he taught. He taught Johannes Reichlin and other. Um, figures within the church and the intellectual elite. And um, he wrote a commentary to the Bible. Being a person of white culture, he organized an introduction and he explained what he saw. Well, it's not exactly like what I said, and I'm Nazi porner, which I was. He does offer in his introduction a continued theme, and for Genesis it's about sustenance, or parnose in Hebrew. He sees that there was also problems and solutions. Men and women rebelled against God and did not follow his instructions, so they lost Eden, where they had everything prepared and ready, they didn't have to work. The solution was cultivation of the land, agriculture. Men continued to deteriorate and the generation before the flood would simply take the produce, wouldn't necessarily grow it themselves, there was violence. Agriculture produces surpluses. I'm just expounding on Ciporna now. And if those Surpluses are not safe. There's no success in agriculture. So after the flood, the solution was permitting meat. You can now hunt and you could raise flocks. However, that also didn't work because of the rebellion against God. He is not very clear how that was a failure of uh, this method of sustenance. But the solution to that was Abraham. And then he goes on describing how each book of the Bible uh, follows this idea. So, uh, the the theme that there is an overarching uh, uh, story to the Bible, I'm not deriving from the modern perspectives, although it's certainly true according to the modern perspective. In fact, it is necessary according to the way we read uh, anything. However, it has plenty of roots in the interpretive culture uh, of the Jewish Bible. Is one permitted to go beyond what the previous generations saw in the Hebrew Bible? I heard Rabbi Froman, the Froman who has. Um, much written and much taught uh, about the Hebrew Bible, once make a statement. He said that in every generation, the Bible is given to be understood by that generation. Uh, As an example, in antiquity, it was a source of law and legend, but we don't really find commentaries as such, clearly written commentaries like we had subsequently, to explain it. In the Middle Ages, there arose a genre of biblical commentary. It focused on explanation of the words, grammar, and simple meaning of how the phrases, words and phrases fit together. In the modern era, you had a genre of commentary that cast a wider look at what is the meaning what is the intended teaching? What is the message? What is it trying to teach? But not in the way I'm proposing to to you to you now, which is the way the modern era, I believe, must look at it, in terms of the messages, the rhetoric, the argument, the teaching, and the greater point. I believe that that is the challenge of reading the Bible in our generation. And much work is being done in that regard in Israel, among the the Tilumi public, in uh, academic writing, especially there, by religious scholars, that is beginning to approach the Bible in this way. What I am proposing is that... The method of looking first for what the message is and then seeing how it is expressed will open us untold reaches of understanding, uh, both of the philology, syntax, organization and the pedagogical method, what the Bible is teaching. Thank you very much and may you have only blessings.